0: seattle sports show i'm your host mikey first of all i want to say thank you to everybody who has already found the show and checked it out we've only released a trailer so far but you know i got a notification that so many people have already listened and that is great news uh i knew that the seattle uh, sports fan base was strong out there and uh you know it it always ex- excites me whenever i start something new there might be some of you out there who have listened to some of my other podcasts uh the daily fortnite podcast the uh you know i've done the dark Pri- crystal podcast i did or i'm doing the last of us talk show uh i'm a i had to take a little break from that for a little bit uh, but we're about to get back into that so um or or somehow maybe you're just a seattle sports uh fan and you were randomly searching for a new sports show to listen to and you that's how you found this show however you found this show i got to thank you so much for finding the show uh through the podcast uh and i'm gonna be uploading these up on youtube as well um i've never been a big youtuber but i've been trying to upload more of my things uh onto youtube so people can get them that way as well so if you like youtube uh you can subscribe to me there as well uh and the channel for the youtube is more mikey uh m-o-r-e and then mikey i spell it with three m's m-m-m-i-k-i-e so uh thank you again so much for finding the show Uh, a little bit about me uh Grew up, raised in the Pacific Northwest, been a fan of the Seattle sports teams all my life. Uh, grew up in Oregon, uh, but have family uh, in Seattle and all throughout Washington. So, uh, would always grow up watching the uh, Seattle teams. Uh, my great-grandmother, when she was alive, she kind of, you know, some of her kids uh, were in Washington. Some of her kids were in Oregon um and so she would kind of go back and forth and uh my grandmother was in Oregon we I grew up right next door (laughs) to my grandmother and my great-grandma uh like I said she would go back and forth between uh, her kids all the time visiting them and staying with them for uh months and months at a time just so she could see uh her children her grandchildren her great-grandchildren um and uh so that's kind of one of the things that got me Uh, She was one of the first people that uh, I remember enjoying sports with. It was my great-grandmother and her um, being into the Seattle teams and watching uh, the, you know, the professional uh, Seattle teams uh, with her growing up. So it has been a fan ever since I was, uh, you know, a, a little child. Still a fan to this day. And if you're a Seattle sports fan... Uh, then you know all the the ups and downs <laughs> that comes with, lots of great highs and uh, lots of low lows. Uh, but uh, when you when you're a fan, you're a fan for life, uh, and uh, you don't you know you don't give up on your teams, uh, even when you know they're bad. You're you're still a fan. You stick it through those years because when you get to the good years, it just makes it that much more worth it. All right, that's a little bit about my fandom. Let's talk a little bit about the show itself and how that is going to go. So for the Seattle Sports Show here, uh, the, the, the way that we're going to do this show from week to week, this will be a weekly show. Um, we're going to uh, start off the show with a, a lead topic, whatever the biggest thing is that we think we want to talk about that week uh, from whatever team that it's from that we're following. Uh, you know we're going to be following all our favorite seattle professional sports teams the seahawks the mariners the kraken the storm the sounders the rain and the sea dragons okay so we're going to cover all those teams um we'll have we'll take like one headline topic every week that we will talk about right from the beginning okay and then uh, then we'll go through each team one by one uh, and give you an update on where they are uh because uh, as a sports fan uh of Seattle teams uh you know one of the things that can be so annoying is uh just your favorite teams not getting the coverage you feel they deserve right so we want to give everybody coverage on this show uh you know uh even local radio here in Seattle they're not covering every teams so, like i rarely hear um the storm sounders the rain the sea dragons get talked about even on local uh radio and we don't want to skip over all of our favorite teams so we're going to make sure that we talk about them uh i i gotta say that i'm not the most knowledgeable fan when it comes to soccer uh at all but i do watch the games uh here and there. I'm not able to catch every game, but I, I watch them uh and I don't always know and understand exactly what's going on, but I'm excited to watch when I watch. Uh so we're 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 going to give you those updates and I feel like uh doing this show is going to get me uh into it even more and help me uh build my knowledge because also another uh one uh that's kind of been lacking my life is hockey. When I was a kid, in the 90s but hockey was still pretty big right uh and then just over the years it's gone down and down and then you know uh, growing up in Oregon and uh Washington we didn't have a hockey team right so uh, as I got older and hockey got even less and less popular I kind of fell away from it but then ever since the Kraken came back uh or not came back since the Kraken came here uh I've been I've been watching the games cuz you you know you get a new professional sports team you want to follow you want to feel like you're in right from the beginning so I've been watching and I still I'm not going to say I'm a hockey uh you know expert or anything but I feel like I'm learning the game and that's really fun uh so that's the kind of perspective you're going to get from me uh from uh those sports from soccer and hockey it's kind of kind of be you know, like, uh, just somebody who's a fan who's watching the games and we'll, we'll give you the updates. Uh, you know, I know a little bit more about, uh, basketball, uh, baseball and football. So, uh, we'll, we'll go, we might do, I might try to give like a little deeper thoughts on what I think is happening when we talk about those sports, but we'll definitely talk, uh, the news and cover the news that's the biggest thing i feel like is we like at least got to give every team the respect of uh being talked about and knowing what's going on because a lot of our teams in seattle do really well and even when the teams are doing really well um you, you don't hear them talked about on you know on the, on on the national sports media you, you still don't get them talked about very much uh and then on even on again like i said on local radio some of the teams don't get talked about even much even in years when they're doing really good or even winning championships they might like kind of make a note on a on one of the radio shows and be like oh hey by the way uh this team won a championship isn't that cool like we, we want to give them more respect than that. I mean, when they're winning a championship for a city uh, or they're just doing good from year to year, uh, we want to show that respect. So that's what, uh, that's what we're going to do on this show. Okay, so now that you know a little bit more about the show, let's go ahead and kind of get into the first episode here. Like I said, we're going to start every show off with a lead topic. So let's go ahead and talk uh, our lead topic this week, which is Sue Bird my goodness what a career she had right uh retired uh at the end of the season last season uh and actually the day i'm recording this is the day after they retired her number 10 and hung it in the rafters over there at uh climate pledge arena
1: and uh You
0: you just have to check out that uh that footage of her, of her speech, uh, of the celebration. It's amazing. Again, because to me, uh, Sue Bird being a this is biased because you know again we're Seattle fans. I think Sue Bird is the greatest WN player WNBA player of all time. Okay, four championships. Yeah, count them four championships that she brought to this city. All four championships that the Seattle Storm won, uh, sue Bird was a part of them, and she had she's had great teammates throughout her career. But she was a part of you know not all of her teammates were a part of all four of the uh of the championships. So basically, she did it with like three different squads throughout her career. She was able to win four championships that is quite amazing uh so this is somebody you you have to give respect to i mean she's the all-time uh uh leader in assists in the wnba uh you know she averaged 11.7 points per game throughout her career, her career 2.5 rebounds per game 5.6 uh assists per game you know 19 years in the game uh I mean what else can say four time like you said WNBA champion 2004 2010 2018 2020 um she's the all-time WNBA assist leader um she's uh all-time WNBA leader in career starts um she never ever came off the bench in her 19 year career 19 years always a starter um she broke the all-time career game started uh back in 2017 um she's um the winningest player of all time in the wnba uh 333 games won uh so you know just the uh The accolades, uh,
1: uh, uh, don't stop with her.
0: Um, let's see here. What else? 13-time WNBA All-Star, uh, five-time All-WNBA First Team, three-time All-WNBA Second Team, um, Three times she was the regular season assist leader, five time Olympic gold medalist. So again, not even just doing it in Seattle here, but doing it for the for Team USA. Uh four time FIBA World Championship Gold Medalist. Um three time WNBA Kim Parrot Sportsmanship Award, uh two time NCAA champion at UConn,
1: uh you know, just again so many uh accolades uh they
0: just it seems like they're you know never ending i mean uh what 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 can we say i mean she's a great we know that she was a great teammate um she again if you go watch her uh speech for the the number retirement you're gonna hear how much she came to grow to love this city again because she was not from here (laughs) she talked about it you know she was from uh uh the east coast and then having to come all the way out to seattle that was like scary to her at first and just like oh my gosh uh i'm 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 gonna end up going there like what's that (laughs) gonna be like um but uh as she said in her speech. It became became home, and fans like us made it home to her. So, uh, again, congratulations to Sue Bird. To me, greatest WNBA player of all time. All right, so there you go. There's our lead topic. That's how we're going to do that. And then uh, we are going to transition into doing our uh, team-by-team news. Uh, This first episode here. Uh, because it is the first episode, um, instead of just doing we're not going to really be focusing on news this week. This week, we're just kind of give you uh, of where we're at with all these teams. And so first up, let's get to the Seahawks. Seahawks! 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 All right, the Seattle Seahawks. My goodness, what a 2022 23 season they had. They went 9 and 8, lost in the wild card round. Um, yeah, they, uh, Geno Smith played way better than anybody expected. Okay. I know before the season started last year, people were expecting this team to be horrible. Uh, I saw experts predicting. Anywhere from three to five wins was like the most. F- five wins was the most. And I, I looked at the talent on this team and said, no way, this team is at least an eight-win team with just the talent around. I mean, a quarterback would have to come in here and be like, uh, you know... I mean, as long as you're a service- serviceable quarterback, this team should go and get eight wins. You'd have to be like a quarterback that... Is actively hurting your team to win less than eight games with the roster that we had last year. They went above that. They win, They won nine games, got into the wild card round. They lost in that wild card round, and we saw their weaknesses really shine through. Um, in, in that game, we saw it throughout the season, uh, kind of sporadically, uh, but man, they sure were weak <laughs> on. Defense. when they were bad they were really bad okay you could see them shine in some games throughout the season uh, and then in some games they were just flat out horrible uh especially against the run but hopefully they're addressing that this year uh with the uh you know free agent signings that they made in some of the draft as well so let's kind of talk about where we are. They had some big free agent uh, signings this offseason to get ready for the 2023 season. The biggest one being a defensive tackle, defensive end, he's kind of uh, plays both, Draymond Jones, okay? He was like the uh, one of the highest ranked uh, free agents on the market this year. They go out, get him at a three-year deal, 18 million a year, and I think that's going to be a big, big addition to our defense. We went out and we brought back Jaron Reed, who we've seen is really good in the system that we run here in Seattle. Uh, so that will be a big plus. And then, of course, they went out and got Bobby Wagner back. That is going to be huge. Somebody who obviously already knows the system that we're running here in Seattle. He's back. You know, he's been a captain of the team, he can uh, bark out the orders. Uh, and he can, uh, we've seen, now that we've seen him, uh, you know, play with the Rams, we saw what he could do with that team as well. Um, if they want to deploy him so with the Rams used him, we could see that he can be aggressive. He can get after the quarterback as well. And, um, you know, he's still playing with a ton of energy even uh, this far into his career. We went out and got the safety, Julian Love. Uh, from what I've seen out of his play I really like it and with Jamal Adams we don't know exactly where he's going to be health-wise I thought I feel like that was a really good uh, pickup as well we got linebacker Devin Bush uh, you know uh, didn't quite live up to his draft expectations over there in uh, Pittsburgh but I think you know, Seattle's going to be a good starting over point for him. And the system that we run here in Seattle right now, I think is going to be really uh, good for Devin Bush. And hopefully, um, you know, again, he he did deal with injury over there in uh, Pittsburgh, but now that he's here, hopefully he's all healthy and ready to go and, and can uh, live up to, uh, you know, uh, his draft expectations. Uh, we picked up center Evan Brown, uh, who, you know, that's good because we were lacking at at the interior of our line, right? Um, so we went out and signed an interior alignment. I don't know if he's going to be a starter because we're going to talk about the draft in just a second, um, but glad to know that he's on the team and uh, should be, would have been an improvement over what we had last year already anyways, uh, but... Uh, I think at this point, he should be good depth. And then, of course, we got to talk about the re-signing Geno Smith. What a, a good deal. He played so well last year. If we even get him just play, you know, anywhere near that level that he played last year, this team is going to uh, be in the playoffs again. Uh, You know, I don't expect him to be... As good as he was last year, last year was an amazing year again setting records uh, it, uh, for uh, for the team. So um, I don't expect him to be setting team records again, but uh, glad that he's back. And the deal that we got him at for a quarterback, what a great uh, deal for him because he's making more money in his career than he's ever made but it was also a great deal for the team allowing them to make uh some of these signings that they signed out and in- free agency and still have uh money to be able to um sign our draftees and let's go ahead and talk about the people that we drafted this year number five pick cornerback devin witherspoon okay i would have been really excited if they took jalen carter uh, they didn't uh that tells me yeah that they talked to him because we know that they talked to him and uh you know in those interviews what they saw in the workouts they must have not liked what they saw um for whatever reason they decided to go another direction and they went out and got the best talent they could on the board that was left available to them at the number five pick Devin Witherspoon really excited to see him you know pete carroll saying you know this is the most talented a cornerback that they've ever drafted which is saying a lot because they've uh drafted a lot of them right uh coming out of college um but they would they they would tend to wait uh farther back and and develop them really well and they would turn into really good corners so i'm excited to see what uh Pete Carroll is able to do with the first cornerback taken off the board a number five pick corner uh, and what they're able to turn him into. Uh, we've seen that, uh, you know, if you go watch his college highlights, great ball skills, um, really aggressive in the run game and getting in there and making tackles. So that's going to help this team out as well. Uh, just a lot to like about Devin Witherspoon at number 20, We took wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba and my goodness, this guy looks amazing. Uh, You know, watch his college highlights uh, and he's getting open. That's, that's something that I look for is a player that's getting open in college. You can watch the level of play is just, you know, it just, it varies widely, but you can tell the difference in a, of a player who is just so open because the other team is lacking talent, and a player who gets open because they are just fast, crisp route runners, know where they need to be, and have uh, that a uh, football IQ uh, to be where they need to be when they need to be there. That's Jackson Smith and Jigba. That's why, you know, when you watch his college games, you're not going to find very many games where he is uh where he's covered you're gonna always see him open and I'm really excited what he's gonna bring to the Seahawks and how that's going to help DK Metcalf be more open that's going to help Tyler Lockett be more open that's going to help uh Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet uh have more running lanes to go up because the defense uh, the defenses are going to have to respect what Smith and Jigba can do, and they can't just leave him, uh, wide open. So excited what he's going to bring to the team. Uh, number 37, we've got linebacker Derek Hall. Uh, you know, we've been seeing some of the, uh, mini camps and OTAs. I'm liking what I see out of him so far in the videos that I've seen, um, you know don't know a lot about him uh, myself or but again you know go watch the highlight reels um and it looks good of course because they're highlight reels uh this is one of the picks that uh, i am most interested in seeing how he uh, turns out for the team because in the number 37 pick th- that's that's a high pick, and we know that there was other teams that were thinking about drafting him in the first round, uh, one of the teams being the Kansas City Chiefs, right, who just won the Super Bowl. So they were thinking very highly of him as well. Uh, now, uh, this is, you know, it's going to be huge. This To me, this is the huge one to me where, um, you know, at this point, we didn't draft any defensive linemen, and they're thinking this linebacker can come in and be helped because our linebacker play was really down last year as well so uh if he can come in and make a difference right away at that level you know if 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 we're getting running backs getting past the first level you definitely don't want to get him past the second level the, these guys need to be able to come in there and clean up uh, obviously bobby wagner's back so i think that's going to help uh and we'll see uh how well Derek Haas is able to help out with that. I know he's super fast for the position. So uh, hopefully he's going to be able to track down those uh, runners, uh, you know, before they bust out those big yards against us like they were last year. Number 52 pick, Zach Charbonnet, the running back. This is one I saw a lot of fans being upset about because we just took a running back in the second round last year. Here we are second round taking a running back again this year and i you know what i love it i'm one of the fans who love this zach charbonnet the terminator okay when when you get a chance (laughs) to draft a player uh called the terminator you draft him especially at this point in the draft Mm. uh yeah we have kenneth walker but guess what this is the nfl in today's nfl you can't just have one running back you need multiple um one can go down. You need the next one to come in. Zach Charbonnet is that type of guy. If if you need him to be at every down back, he could be an every down back. And, you know, if Kenneth Walker went down, uh, Zach Charbonnet would be able to feel that role. From what I've seen of him, he's got great vision, uh, great speed, can uh, pass block. He can run routes uh, and catch really well. Uh, really good in short yardage. Uh, situations so i think he's going to help this team a lot because uh our, our runs were not so good in short yardage situations last year so that's going to help uh guard next pick was 108 uh anthony bradford like i said we needed those interior alignment uh there you go we got another one uh, i think this is another guy that's going to be competing for a spot to start uh, uh at, at guard okay Defensive tackle Cameron Young picked number 123. Uh, I'm liking what I see out of this guy so far. Um, This is is the reason why I'm not upset that we didn't, okay? So, obviously, we didn't take Jalen Carter at number five, okay? The clear-cut defensive tackle that should have been drafted this year, okay? We could have taken Will Anderson if he fell to us, but he didn't. That would have been another pick on defensive line that I would have been very happy with. Uh, I, I didn't really want... Uh, well, that's how much I didn't even want the other like, guy that went in the top 10. I can't even uh, think of his name at the moment. Uh, but yeah, if, if, if it wasn't Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, I, I didn't want us taking somebody in the first round, second round uh you know maybe even the third round and we didn't we we waited till uh the fourth round right where we got Cameron Young here and because the value of the defensive tackles that were in the draft this year you could get a guy fourth fifth sixth round who is going to have a similar grade value as guys that were drafted at the end of the first round during the second round so Go out and get those like highly skilled, talented players that you have rated high, that other teams have rated high. But again, this year, last year, their draft worked out so so well because they drafted for talent. This year, I feel like it's going to be the same thing. They were drafting for talent. You got Witherspoon, you got Jigba, Were they the most uh, needed positions on your team? No, but they are really going to... Uh, add talent and depth to your team. sharpening was it super uh you know needy for running back no but again you can get one of the best running backs uh in the draft this year in the second round while still getting a great defensive tackle all the way down there in the fourth round uh in fact he's been playing so well i don't know if you, again if you've been watching many camps and otas uh cameron young um yeah he started out uh you know on the bottom just like anybody else but guess what he's already worked his way into snaps with the first team this guy uh put on 20 pounds uh before the draft uh to show the Seahawks that uh he could play uh interior uh and, and be a permanent guy on the uh interior for the defensive line because in college he would play uh both defensive tackle and defensive end they want him to uh solely play defensive tackle at the nfl level because uh his uh you know when again when we're talking about values uh the 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 way they uh cameron young was graded uh he was just kind of an average uh amongst defensive ends right but if you graded him as just a defensive tackle with the um measurables that he was putting up like he was like one of the top defensive tackles from this year so uh so far everybody's been really impressed again to the point where he's already taking steps with the first team so uh, you know it's looking like a good decision at this point we'll see what it actually looks like when the season starts when with him on the field and if they did make the re- the right choice for real but uh you know so far it seems like things are going good uh, at pick 151 they took defensive end of mike morris again hopefully giving us more depth pick number 154 center uh Oluwitimi. i'm just gonna say the last name because i know how to say the last name for sure Oluwitimi. um again a uh, seahawks is just knowing where they could get players uh this year again allowing themselves to take high, 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 high ceiling players at the beginning of the draft and still get great, solid players in the middle and the end of the draft. Oluwutimi, uh best center uh, in the draft. Uh, you know, he was voted as the best uh, offensive lineman in college last year. So, you know, how in the world do you get the best offensive lineman in college all the way in the fifth round. Well, the Seahawks were able to do it. Again, they were smart about the draft, knowing where players were going to be, what other teams were wanting, when they were able to get uh, certain players Uh, for both high skill level and for needs of this team. So again, tr- drafted a great need. And again, here's another guy drafted all the way in the fifth round, but uh, has a lot of great praise uh, coming in. Um, and accolades and awards coming in out of college and guess what here's a guy looking like he's already looking like he's going to fit in with uh the starters taking snaps in uh OTAs so it's looking again like they made the right decision there and and, and at the right time uh safety Jarek Reed here's another guy that I've been hearing a lot of great things about uh he's you know he's getting a lot of praise uh out of the uh mini camps and OTAs as well um and again uh you know I don't know if that's just the coaches like talking him up so much because we really need Jamal Adams to come here and play this year and show us something uh and, and stay healthy uh but everybody seems to really like this guy and uh you know if anything he'll definitely Uh, provide some depth on this team which you know we might need with the injury history that we've had at the position right now
1: pick number 237 running
0: back kenny mcintosh this is another pick i like this is another guy uh, again because it's the current nfl you know you got to have multiple running backs uh some of the running back you know They're smarter about how they, you know, use the running backs nowadays by not running them into the ground and wearing them out by the end of the season. Uh, you know, I expect K9 to be our main running back, but Charbonnet is going to come in and help short yardage situations. McIntosh, he's going to come in and help, uh, third and longs, uh, passing downs, uh, passing plays, all that kind of stuff. Super fast, uh, really good hands. Um, I I think he's going to help out with that a lot. Uh, sp- special teams, uh, perhaps as well. Even Sharpenny might be, uh, special teams. Just hearing about how much he helped in special teams, uh, in college. Uh sounds like he's a really good. Sp- uh, both of these players are really good special teams players. So, uh, we've seen the Seahawks, um, you know, use multiple running backs uh they don't go through the year with just one guy getting all the touches you you do see uh last year that itself you know we we had um like four guys <laughs> end up uh getting
1: touches throughout the year so uh again
0: for the depth and what each player uh is unique at with their skill set I think they did a really good job of uh drafting a variety of running backs for this team for different situations. Uh and uh, you know, since we're talking about where we are with the team, uh let's go ahead and talk about what we think this team is gonna do this year, okay? I think this team is gonna be really good. I think they improved over last year, okay. I thought, like I said, I thought there were an eight-team win last year. They won nine. I think this team really improved, and some of the competition around us uh, in our own division uh, has done quite the opposite. So I think we're going to be even better this year um, based on the talent that we signed and you know the, uh, our own division uh, seeming a little bit
1: weaker this year last year nine and eight
0: this year i believe they improved the defense enough uh to be even better i believe the uh draft went well enough for them to be even better helping both the defense and the offense and going to make our offense even more dynamic Again, this is a Seattle fan sports show, okay? We're not... Uh, when when we see a good team, we're not going to be wishy-washy on them, okay? I'm going for 12 wins, okay? That is what my heart is telling me. The heart says 12 wins. I'm predicting 12 wins for this team. That's what we're going for, okay? That's the fan in me. That's the fan in me, Okay? that that's the heart the head says 10 wins okay i'll admit the the the, the head says 10 wins it's going to be the the nfl is hard we're going to have some hard competition this year maybe it's only 10 but if you ask me on the street if you question me how many team games do i think this team is going to win i'm going to tell you well i'm a fan of this team and i see a good team they're winning 12 games this year Let's go. Seahawks. <laughs> All right. That's the, that's the Seahawks. Let's let's get to our let's get to our next team here. All right, this is your Seattle Mariners. Uh 2022 was a great year for them as well. Again, right? You know, a team. This team was looking like a team on a rise, but nobody knew quite how good they were going to be. You know, maybe, maybe 84, 85 games, you know, be a little bit above 500. No, they came in here last year, ended with a record of 90 and 72, getting into the playoffs, um, winning in the playoffs, making it all the way to the AL Division Series, uh, which they lost to the Houston Astros. Ugh. You know, this... Uh, you know what an exciting season that was uh still cannot get that you know that that cal Raleigh uh home run to get us into the playoffs is like burned in my memory i'll I'll never forget that that was awesome to see after <laughs> such a long drought right again if you're uh, if you're a Seattle uh sports fan then some high highs and some low lows and it's been a lot of low lows for many years with the Mariners until last year. Uh and then this year, oh my goodness, you would think we are at a low low. <laughs> with some of the way you you see um fans online reacting because we're coming into this year with expectations, right? A lot of big expectations. Some people thinking that this was uh, a potential World Series team again because seattle fan i'm one of them i was thinking man this team is a world series team we we are close we are close to get into the world series and then so far it's been back and forth back and forth i mean we're sitting at a record right now of 32 and 33 we're nine games back in the division um shoot i should have looked uh how far uh
1: Back we are uh, again in the
0: in the which call it in the in the wild card. I know we were like five games back uh, in the wild card a couple of days ago. It might have changed since then. Um, we might only be like we might still be five, or we could be four. We just won today, so uh, I don't have it right in front of me, but either way it's not that far off right uh, this team is still uh at this point doing better than they did last year record wise so the, i think this team still has a chance but you know we've had a slow start from uh julio rodriguez um you know uh eugenio suarez cal
1: raleigh uh uh
0: you know just uh uh teoscar hernandez uh colton wong oh my gosh these guys have been like historically bad i mean colton wong was you know coming in here looking we were thinking like oh this will be a nice upgrade for the team and uh, he's getting close to like setting like all not not like all-time mariners bad like all-time baseball ever bad numbers. Uh you know for uh average OPS like it's, it it is not good. It's not it has not been good. If we can get these guys to just like get close to their average, this team would be looking good because we've seen it. Uh and uh when this team is on uh it can be really fun to watch. Uh Jared Kellinic has been hot this year and uh if you know just imagine having julio kalanick uh on at the same time for a sustained amount of time oh my goodness just just that alone would be really exciting but then if we had our other players that are supposed to be contributing to this team like a teoscar hernandez um you know jp crawford's actually been good as well um eugenio suarez like if we got them all going at the same time oh my goodness please uh this team ha- this team still has a chance um you know our pitching has mostly been phenomenal all year long but there's been a few games here and there where some of our young pitchers because we have a lot of young pitchers uh have gotten really roughed up but um you know that that's the key to this team is the pitching, and then if we can just get the offense going just a little bit, <laughs> uh, you know I think we're going to be good because a lot of games where we score two three runs that's going to be more than enough to win with the pitching staff that we have. We just have to get we just have to get more than one of these guys going at the same time for a sustained amount of time. There might be a game or two. Uh, where we see like two or three players all get hot at the same time, but then just one stays hot. The other ones fall back off. We need them to stay hot together for a sustained amount of time so that they can, I don't expect them to go on a four team game winning streak like they did last year, but we need to get some streaks here and there. We need to be winning some more series here and there. Uh, so hopefully they can get that done. Uh, you know, the all-star game is coming up here. Um on july 11th here in seattle so that's going to be really fun and um you know we're we're definitely going to see julio there he's the biggest name on the team julio is going to be in that game because you know again it's major league baseball every team gets uh, one player to be represented julio is going to be in he's the biggest name on the team he's again not uh so far this year play as good as he did last year but he's been warming up lately and it's still been a decent year and he's been warming up hitting some more home runs lately um so uh having um a lot of more uh getting a lot more multiple hit games lately so he's coming around we'll see him in the all-star game uh you know all-star voting is going on right now if you know i'm hoping all the seattle fans are listening to this and listen to me when i say go vote jared kalanick in if you can you know we know it's going to be julio we know it's going to be mike trout we know it's going to be aaron judge those guys are going to be in uh the all-star game right jared kalanick deserves to be there as well get him in uh he's been playing really good this year. Uh, his bat has finally come around last year was bad right but this year it's been really really good uh way you know at that po- at this point i wasn't expecting a lot because it just hasn't looked good at this level but this year it has come on and the defense my goodness this guy is putting himself on the line all the time diving running into walls uh uh diving and sliding into the walls i he's just been ridiculous out there uh if you can get jared kalanick into the uh <laughs> into the all-star game you should even who else you should get into the uh all-star game uh if you can get in there and vote every day you're, you can you can vote five times a day get jp crawford in there he's been again one of the hi- highlights of the team this year uh he's somebody who's been consistent so far for the team throughout the year uh somebody uh you know who i don't think going into the season you know he's definitely not the biggest name of the team and i don't know how much people were thinking about him or expecting him to do well but he's been doing really good uh defensively and offensively uh just uh putting together good at bats on this team as well um Hopefully the rest of the team have been watching his at bats and have been taking notes and, and, and can, um, you know, learn from him and, and, uh, and learn from his example and, and get some more, uh, better at bats Cause that's one of the things that this year has been tough to watch. Right. You know, again, we're sitting at about 500, so it's not a horrible, but, uh, the at-bats have been horrible to watch because sometimes they are swinging at pitches like, a, you know, sometimes it looks like they're a foot out of the zone. They're just like whiffing, you know, swinging at things six inches below the, the strike zone, stuff way outside, stuff like way high. It's, it just looks, it looks, sometimes it looks like they don't know what they're swinging at out there. But JP in general, he usually looks like, he's no, he, like he knows what he's doing out there at the plate. Like, like he knows that what the plan is and that he's going to stick to the plan. Uh, so again, hopefully the rest of the team is going to uh, take note of that and uh, get us all back on track here. Okay, so there's three guys on the offense uh, that you should be looking at voting in, in, in my opinion. Now, who should you vote in as well as pitchers? every single one of the pitchers that we have on this team okay when when they when you when you're <laughs> when you're uh filling out your uh all-star ballot and you get to the pitcher section b- make sure every pitcher is a mirrors because my goodness they have all been doing great this year uh castillo is back he's been doing uh great uh I'm liking Bryce Miller. I mean, I love the whole look. Uh, Mustache, mullet. Oh, man. Rookie. What's not to love about Bryce Miller, right? Logan Gilbert. Um, You know, again, yeah, there's been a couple games uh, where the pitching just, like, absolutely fell apart. Uh, But, again, go look at these guys' stats, and you're going to see that they're still... Uh, t- towards the top of the league even after like really bad games like that again when we were going against new york uh and texas they were scoring like 10 runs a game on us in, in those games which looked really bad but because the rest of the time they've been so good they're still like near the top of the league like basically all of our pitchers so get them in get them in go go vote them in uh and uh, you know what i that's that's what i have to say about the mariners uh i you know i'm one of these fans uh who believes in this team and believes that they still have a shot to get into the playoffs. and if they get into the playoffs i still think they have a shot at the world series because the way this team is built is for the playoffs strong strong pitching and um uh you know bats that can do damage (laughs) in the home run department so uh you know i'd love to see them in the playoffs again this year hopefully they get there and uh we'll see about that world series if they as long as they uh take care of getting into the playoffs first all right let's get into our next team the kraken What's the What's the okay the seattle kraken all right like i said this the game of hockey this is still a game that i am learning but i am having so much fun learning it yeah that first season with the kraken okay that was rough but last year this this season that just ended my goodness so much better right um we made a much deeper run into the playoffs than anybody thought we were gonna make um our goaltender uh grubauer man he was amazing in the playoffs he was just like Nothing was getting by him, right? That was so much fun to watch. Um, Watching uh, Maddie Beniers all year this year, uh, seeing that we have a promising young star on this team, uh, along with all the veterans you have on this team, like, I'm liking what we have, okay? Um, We just, a couple of weeks ago, or maybe it was a week ago now, anyways, they extended Ron Francis uh, through the 2026-27 season, that's really great for this uh, team. Obviously, he knows what he's doing. Uh, as management, like building this team. So glad to see him get extended, and um, you know, uh, be through here and and help build this team. Uh, going forward for the next four years. Uh, we have um, you know, our record this year was forty six and twenty eighth. Um you know what I noticed throughout the season again not being a hockey expert at all is that this team just seemed to be missing like a serious uh threat of an offensive star So like somebody who uh I I don't feel like we have a go-to guy who is like everybody knows like yes this is the guy that is going to score uh for this team uh multiple (laughs) uh uh uh, goals a night or like somebody who when we do have a power play that we are going to uh you know that we have the strong enough uh offensive player that when we have the power play that guy is going to be the guy that, that that gets us the goal so uh you know we're the, the season just ended so we're getting ready to start a free agency and, and look at what we're going to get next year and that's that's what we're going to talk about uh, on this show. We're gonna be watching this team and see what improvements that they make throughout this off season so that uh we, hopefully we can do even better next year. I mean, I would love to be uh look look at the Las Vegas Knights over there, right? I that I'd love to be the the expansion hockey team that uh again that first year for us was really rough but second year just looking good looking better and i'd love to keep growing this thing you know if we can win <laughs> the stanley cup within the first five years uh, of this franchise like ama- uh, imagine uh how exciting that would be and just how much uh you know that would bring it that would bring even more fandom into this team and and make sure that uh, it has a strong fan base for many years to come all right that's what we have on the crack and that's where we're at with the crack and let's get into our next team which is the storm All right, there we go. <laughs> that was yeah. louder than I expected. Okay. Uh the Seattle Storm, all right. Two thousand twenty-two, where they left off, was twenty-two and fourteen. Okay. Uh again, this was last year was Sue Bird's last year. Um we we lost in the semifinals to Las Vegas Aces. Uh super emotional right after the game for Sue Storm. Uh, you know to say that she was hanging them up and it's just been rough since then right we knew we were losing uh sue bird because she was retiring so you're losing the best player in WNBA history uh so that's already going to be a big void to fill then brianna stewart uh she she takes her talents to New York now with the New York Liberty and yep she's looking like she is currently still the best player in the WNBA right now right i've i've watched uh you know i watched the game that the Storm played against Liberty and yeah she looked great and then i've watched i think two other games with uh the New York Liberty like against other opponents and Brianna Stewart is just looking amazing over there. Uh, obviously, they got a super team over there in New York, uh, and they are off to a off to a hot start. <laughs> exactly the opposite of the Storm. Again, we still have Jewel Lloyd on this team, so that is good. Jewel Lloyd is great. She's leading the t- uh, at WNBA in scoring um, right now. So we know we still got that star player, but. She loses two other stars around her. Uh, two of them, you know, again, we're talking about the best of all time and, like, potentially the best player right in the WNBA right now. Uh, lo- losing one player is hard enough. Losing two players like that on your team, it- it's really hard to overcome, okay? Uh, again, Jewel doing her best. We have some young rookies on this team um so hopefully that is going to be good and bright for the future i really like what i see out of horston uh she's been looking like you know she's still adjusting uh, to the pro game but but she's looking good like i i like what i see out of her uh melbourne is fun to watch uh as well uh but uh this team as a whole right now they're just they're just lacking um the defense right now they're not stopping anybody on defense when i when I watch this team uh playing this year uh and the record by the way, yeah, it's not good they're one in six right now, of course, that puts you in last place <laughs> in the division um you know six games back uh you know, we still have what 33 games left to go in the season so maybe they get on some sort of hot streak and, and and try to claw their way back into this after you know a season where they go to the playoffs i it's not looking good though i i i don't have a lot of hopes for this team at this point again young and uh just a team that looks like lost out there on defense right now like when i watch the team like none of them seem to um it's not that none of them they they just look like they're having a hard time uh rotating on defense right now like you know they're running a defense where everybody's rotating and it's super important that everybody rotates to where they need to rotate on time and not leave anybody open right now they always look slow to rotate uh which leaves uh an you know an opposing player open and uh They are just able to take advantage of that by knocking down threes, and or because there's uh, the rotations are happening late, then you see those players able to um, cut into the lane and 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 get easy layups. I mean, it's the defense has not been looking good. Um, It's been it's been looking really bad. In fact, I mean, we know they can have offense. Uh, We've seen the game where they were i mean the game that they won the one game that they won i believe they were down at one point by 21 points they came back and won that game um we've seen them down by 17 18 19 and then claw back into those games okay that's why i say like maybe hopefully there's a promising future i don't know <laughs> know that it's going to be this year but hopefully there's a promising future ahead because um this team doesn't Give up. We keep seeing them fighting, and they and they get back into games. They get back, you know, from like twenty down all the time, and then they get, you know, within single digits. Uh, but they just can't put the full game together. They need to be able to put an entire um, forty minutes together and, and and play good defense a whole game. Because we could see them go on a streak offensively and do really good in there. Uh, but they got to play a complete game uh for for an entire game you just can't uh turn it on offensively in a quarter uh or two and then hope that's going to be good enough you got you got to play some better defense as well all right uh again not looking so good for the storm as of uh right now this year uh but you know still fun to watch uh, again we're fans so we're not going to miss the games. So, i mean we might miss some games here and there, but we're going to watch as much as we can, okay? <laughs> we're, there's a lot of sports out there. We're watching as much as we can. All right, let's get to our next team. Yeah. Sounders. Yeah. All right, there you go. There's the Sounders, okay? Uh, let's talk about where how they ended their... Uh, year last year 2022 they won the CONCACAF uh, cup uh, but failed to make the MLS Cup playoffs um you know before that they were on a 13 year streak of making the playoffs so hopefully this year they're getting back into that um let's go ahead and look at where we are with the standings for the Sounders right now okay we are uh 8 wins 4 draws 6 losses that gets us twenty-eight points. That's second place in the Western Conference right now. St. Louis is ahead of us with twenty-nine points. So that should tell you we're 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 on the <laughs> we're on the right track right now. Okay, let's let's get in there. Um, we got to make these playoffs. We 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 got the one-year break there. We want to get right back into it. Um, we were at one point uh, first in the standings. So this is uh you know we're we're we're, we're staying close towards the top uh, as long as we can keep getting some points out of this we need to get those draws we need to get those wins um so we can keep getting points and, and stay towards the top of the division uh
1: let's see here um
0: recently jordan morris was injured uh hurt his groin on a play uh that he actually scored on and then had to leave the game so we're gonna see how that affects the team going forward um you know other than that like i said soccer's not my strongest but we will make sure we bring you the news every week right now that's where they stand we're doing good this year let's get in there let's get into these playoffs okay uh, again this show is going is motivating me uh already this year before i even recorded this first episode here to be able to watch uh some of the sounders games so um i'm going to be excited to uh pay even more attention to the sounders uh than before and uh, hopefully watch them make the playoffs this year all right let's get to another soccer team let's get to our range. <laughs> okay and again for rain let's start uh talking how they were last year last year record was 11 7 and 4 uh with 40 points finishing first and winning the uh nwsl shield
1: awesome right um
0: we lost to uh, kansas city uh in the nwsl semifinals, uh right now now right now our record sits this year at 11 6 and 1 okay so we that puts us at 19 points first place uh right now the division has 20 so we're right there we're right there uh we, uh we just uh had uh, a tough game against the portland thorns we end up losing that one can be forwarding uh many losses here as we get towards uh as we get towards the end here okay just a just a couple more uh months left so hopefully they're going to be picking up some wins some more draws getting those points and making sure that uh you know again we want to see this team uh get into the playoffs and hopefully win another shield right that would be great to see uh you know and it was really fun to see uh Megan Rapinoe uh with Sue Bird there uh at the number of retirements so uh
1: you know this
0: is another team uh, i feel like i'm gonna have fun getting more into with uh the creation of this show uh that's that's what i that's my knowledge on the rain right now is uh, is basically their standings uh, so let's move on to the next team our dragons <laughs> All right, here we go. The Seattle Sea Dragons. Now, let me tell you what. I am a big fan of the XFL, okay? So, actually, the last iteration, not the version that The Rock owns right now. So, before the pandemic, we know that uh, the XFL had come back, and it was really fun to watch. In fact, it was so much fun, um, and I was so excited at the announcement of it uh, that I... I did a podcast for that for the love of XFL Uh, and I was covering the XFL uh, and I was covering every game I was like doing I was doing team by team news I was covering every game that happened I was DVRing all the games because of the way the rules are in the XFL and because there's only eight teams and it was super easy to be able to watch all of the games uh, and then report on them by the middle of the week. I'm not doing that show anymore so I'm not going to be doing that. I'm just going to be following the Dragons. Uh but I got to say the XFL is really fun. Uh and I really love what uh so you know we had the version that happened and then closed ended up closing because of the pandemic and now the version that the Rock owns. Basically, you know uh way back you know 20 something years ago now when they tried to be competition the nfl that was a big mistake was the mistake of trying to be competition to the nfl now you know they're more in a partnership of hey like nfl let's work together in fact and let us be like a league that uh is a developmental league where there's can be players that uh you know are getting cut from teams or just not quite getting drafted and not quite making it that can prove, you know, this is like their prove-it league that they can uh, make it to an an NFL team. And this year we did see, in general, a lot of XFL players get invited to camps and now sign with teams as well. So I really like the idea that, you know, this is a, a league that uh you know it's a professional league that's going to um you know instead of just say hey we're fighting against uh the, the the big the big dog uh this is like no we're working with them and and we're showing and we're and we're giving a chance to all the players who don't want to give up uh and haven't given up on their dreams like they're still working hard at it you know it's not like you know you hey you finished college you didn't quite make the nfl now you have to figure out well how do i stay in shape and how do i train to make sure that uh, i can still have a chance to get in the nfl if you know uh, if somebody gets injured and a team needs uh, a player how you know how do i show that i'm worthy of uh, being on a team well here we go we got the xfl uh Anyways, that's my thought on the XFL in general. Let's talk about our Siege Dragons specifically. 2023 season, um, just finished. That's the other thing you gotta love about the XFL. You love spring football. You know, after the NFL is over, you still got some football to watch. We went 7-3. and three. We lost in the playoffs to the D.C. Defenders, 37-21. Um, but man, this team was fun to watch this year. Ben DiNucci, uh... We had Jacob uh, Pearson, uh, Josh Gordon, best passing offense in the XFL this year. Um, you know, again, multiple players trying out and signing with NFL teams out of the Seattle Sea uh, Dr- Dragons team. So, you know, they're good. You, you know, this team was good. Um, uh, you know what? Nose tackle, Austin Kalu. Uh, if that's how you say his name uh you know just recently signed with the seattle seahawks uh jacor pearson he was the team's leading receiver uh just got an invite to try out with the siege uh not the seahawks with the seahawks so you know the 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 program is working in fact uh pearson also uh tried out with the broncos as well so he could be um you know you know, maybe he signs here. Maybe he ends up signing with the Broncos. Uh, but he could be with our our old quarterback Russell Wilson over there, who's, um, you know, needs some help. Needs some help over there. <laughs> he, he needs some players over there to help him, uh, get back to to his old form, right? But yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see how this works as well because, um, obviously Ben dinucci leading the uh the leading passing offense in the league uh ben dinucci he's actually over there in denver he got signed <laughs> to the broncos uh the sea dragons quarterback right um so there's a uh we we, we don't know how the Dra- sea dragons are going to look next year uh because you know again the xfl that's why that's what i really like about it it's 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 a bunch of players who are at the professional level um if you if you watch college nfl you can see the huge there's a huge gap now if you watch college and xfl there's a gap there as well you could tell that these players are still the 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 level of play is higher um than the college level so it's real professional football being played out there uh and and then these guys are getting the call to go up to the nfl uh i think that's going to be something that's really fun and interesting to watch with how that affects the XFL teams themselves because we know a lot of talent's getting picked off um from our Sea Dragons here. So, how do they fill that in for next year and how are they going to look uh next year? I think that's where we're going to be really fun to see. Um you know, year, on a year-to-year basis of like, oh, hey, I'm really rooting for these guys because I want to see them make it to the NFL. And then you see a bunch of guys make it to the NFL, and then you go, okay, well, who are the new faces coming in? And then you get to learn about them and uh, watch their journey and, and root for them to get into the NFL. So I think this is, I think this is a really fun league, and uh, the games are fun to watch. The, like I said, the level of play has been good so far. Let's see what it's like in year two and yeah that brings us uh to the end of our show um you know uh this was uh, a fun first episode to do going through all of our teams here and just kind of talking about where we stand uh i want to know where you stand as a fan uh so you know if you're watching on the youtube version write it in the comments. Uh, I'd love to hear about your Seattle sports fandom. Um, Are you a fan of all the teams? Which teams are you a fan of specifically? How long have you been a fan? Um, You know, are you somebody who wants to get into all the other uh, teams that we have? You know, that's kind of how I am, you know. Um, You know, just growing up, always a, you know, always a Mariners fan, always a Seahawks fan. The songs when they were here uh but yeah always a fan of those and then you know ever since i moved here and then you know just like uh seeing the storm seeing uh you know because i i moved here uh you know cause like i said i um when i was when i was real little like from one to four i lived here in washington and then after that went to oregon and grew up in oregon um but then uh, when I graduated high school, I moved here for college back here uh, in uh, 2007 is when I moved to Seattle. And then I was like, you know what? man, we got other fun teams here that I don't pay that much attention to, uh, that I want to pay more attention to now that I'm here. Again, being the Storm, Sounders, Rain now we have the kraken we have uh the sea dragons uh are you somebody who's like yeah i know the other teams are out there i just um don't have the time to pay attention to them or uh, i don't find the time to uh tune into their stuff uh hopefully this show is going to help you do that uh and uh yeah again let me know is that something that you're you know is that where you are in your fandom all right um that is the show again make sure you're leaving those comments uh you know you can write into the show as well seattle sports show at gmail.com love to hear your feedback and let's see um make sure you're you know if you're listening on uh, apple podcast hit that subscribe button if you're listening on spotify make sure you hit the follow button or if you're listening on any other podcast platform hit whatever button you need to hit to make sure that you're um uh, going to be getting all the new episodes into your feed automatically so you don't miss anything um and again, I appreciate everybody who's already found uh, the show. I, again, uh, you know, I'll be uploading these on YouTube as well. Not so many people uh, watching or listening on uh, the YouTube version yet. Uh, and that's just kind of been, the, I've always focused. If it, uh, Another thing about me, I, um, I was an audio... Engineer. that's what i went to school for was audio engineering so i've always been more focused on the audio stuff um so i always find my audience in the podcasting world but if you want to head over to that youtube as well that would be uh that would be great uh but so many people have already found the podcast version as i was saying so thank you to everybody who's listening uh and uh supporting the show here just by listening uh yes uh that that, that's gonna be the show so uh thank you so much uh until next time
1: go seattle